Hey, hey, everybody. It's Nairby from CerealGrapeJuice.com at I am Nairby on Twitter and Instagram. Nairby do on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch, which none of you have done so far. Boo. At Nairby do. It's N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. Today, we're checking out Bayside Buddy Episode 32, Season 4, Episodes 3 and 4. Two, well, well no, I was going to say two great episodes. One, one of my favorite episodes. The other... Let's start. <laughs> We're starting with season four, episode three, entitled Screech's Spaghetti Sauce. Air date September 19th, 1992. And this is one of, if not my favorite episode of freaking Saved by the Bell of all time. Because I am a big, big fan of Soleil Moon Fry dating back to her Punky Brewster days. So we're starting with, we're going, we start at Bayside in the Bayside, as they call it, TV class. <laughs> Back when I was in, in uh, high school, it was called ComTech, which was short for Communications Technology, but uh, they decided to just simply call it TV class. So anyway, Zach walks in, and he notices a new girl who is played by the aforementioned Soleil Moon Fry, a.k.a. Punky Brewster. Zach walks over to her and introduces himself. The new girl, a.k.a. Punky, says that her name is Robin, and Zach offers to give her a tour of the school after school. Tour of the school after school. Nice wording, moron. A tour of Bayside after school. Robin asks Zach what kind of car he's going to be escorting her around in, and he says he's got a 66 Mustang convertible. Which, I don't know anything about cars, but a 66 Mustang convertible must be pretty freaking great, but it doesn't impress Robin at all. She calls it old, and she tells Zach to trade up as she just walks away. So she shot his ass down. Uh, Belly, that, by the way, I should mention that the Robin character mentions that she is from Beverly Hills. Just That's obviously got a lot to do with what's going down in this episode. Belding then enters the TV class to discuss a project for the class, which is a television show for Bayside. And Zach tells Belding that he's got an idea for what kind of show they should do. And we twirly wipe to Zach and Lisa hosting a news program. And before they go on air, Slater asks Robin out on a date to the Max. Robin is not impressed by Slater's choice of restaurant as it's not expensive enough. And Slater replies that they have cheeseburgers. <laughs> so Slater gets shot down just in time for the new Bayside show Wake Up L.A. to go on the air. Get ready. Morning, Palisades, Malibu, and Santa Monica. I'm Zach Morris. And I'm Lisa Turtle. And we've got an exciting show for you today. First, Jesse Spano, our roving reporter, meets Bayside's principal, Mr. Belding, in a relaxed, shoes-off kind of interview. I guess now's our chance to find out what makes him so boring. <laughs> now, let's go live to Jesse Spano. Jesse? Good morning. I'm here with Principal Richard Belding. Who is this warm, kind man? What are his thoughts, fears, hobbies, favorite songs? <sighs> Mr. Belding, tell our students, parents, and neighbors. <laughs> what happened to that $500 petty cash discrepancy discovered by the school board? What? Don't play dumb with me. Where's the cash? <laughs> I'm sure there's an explanation. See, it was just a petty cash error. That's not a petty BMW you're driving these days. Huh? Huh? 
thought we were going to talk about Pokey, my pet turtle. <laughs> there you have it, America. Judge for yourself. Back to you, Zach and Lisa. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse, on your report on crooks in high places. <laughs> I loved Belding in his grandpa sweater, man. <laughs> he wasn't wearing the typical, you know, the suit that he always was known for. No, he he knew he was going to be on this show. He had to look like a friendly, uh, non-intimidating principal, so he wore the freaking grandpa smoker sweater <laughs> with a freaking button-up shirt that was unbuttoned at the top and no tie. Belding was great here. So anyway, Kelly then gives a weather report. And then we go to a cooking segment with Screech. And now my faithful assistant will add the onions. Add the onions. I'll be happy to. Oh. Stir briskly. Those muscles should be good for something. <laughs> Stirring, Screech Amia. We are ready for the secret ingredients. Ah, bada bing, bada boom. Oh. And there we have mm. Chef Screech's super spaghetti sauce. Mm. Wow, well, that's Italian. Mm. This is good. Hey, guys, try some. Uh, you go first. If it doesn't kill you, then I'll try it. Oh. <laughs> well, that's incredible. Never tasted anything so good, really. <laughs> Oh, I don't believe it. Ooh, this is wonderful. Yeah. And low in fat and cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, it was interesting how Slater was floor director of this show. And at the same time, he was Screech's sous chef. I mean, as I've mentioned before, I work in broadcasting. So behind the scenes, I do this kind of stuff behind the scenes. And I've never seen a floor director also star in front of the camera. But... Suspension of disbelief. We then, we then uh, forward to later on as Zach and Slater, they're they're both bummed because they haven't they haven't gotten any autographs requests for the show, so nobody wants to meet them. I mean, they're on TV. And I remember when I the very first time I saw my name in the credits uh, when I first started in the business, and I saw my name in the credits. That was a big deal for me. I thought, man, now people are going to know me. I got recognized one time in my 26-year career, recognized once out on the street. <laughs> that was because of a show that I had that I was actually in front of the camera. I never got recognized. Oh, my God, you're that dude whose name is in the credits, as if we all walk around with our names above our heads. Like, I was, but I was dumb. Anyway, a random girl comes up from behind Zack and Slater. She asks them if they know where to find Screech. Because she wants to meet him and get his autograph. Screech then arrives and he's surrounded by a bunch of girls who wanting as wanting the autograph of the aforementioned Screech. Screech is then greeted by a nerd who delivers a big bag of fan mail, and Zach realizes that hey, if, if they can't get famous, they can get rich. Robin overhears this and approaches Screech at his locker. She flirts with him a little. I tell you, man, Soleil Moon Fry, I mean, they, she was a big snob in this episode, but still, she was great. Big, big fan. So she flirts with Screech, and then she tells Screech that she's going to let him buy her lunch. And Screech thanks her, and they head off, and we go to commercial. <laughs> tell you, man, high school, it's not, it's not, it was, it was not hard for the good-looking, the... Uh, 
uh, ladies to uh, to uh, break the barrier, if you will, of the unpopular dudes. It didn't take much, I tell you. And it wouldn't have taken much for Soleil Moon Fry to break my barrier if, if she walked up to me in high school and started flirting with me. I'd have been like, take my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after the break, we join the gang in a classroom as Zack and Slater arrive with boxes of flasks from the science lab. And their plan is to make bottles of Screech's secret sauce and sell it. Screech arrives late and he tells the group that he just had a lunch date with Robin. Kelly hears this and makes fun of Zack and Slater for getting passed over by Robin, who decided to go with Screech. We all know why. But uh, they don't know yet. But anyway, they start making bottles that uh, bottles of sauce that slowly travel down a conveyor belt. As each member of the group have their own little part in the bottling, starting with Zach filling up the sauce, uh, Kelly um, uh, passing the sauce down to the next person. Slater uh, wiped the saw any spillage, and then I believe um, Lisa corked it. And, no, Lisa put the stickers on, the Screech stickers. I think Jesse corked it. And then Screech, who was at the end of the line and in charge of putting the bottles of sauce in the boxes, immediately loses his focus. And thus, a bunch of bottles of sauce fall on the floor and break, making a mess of everything. And we then move on to the filming of a great, great commercial for Screech's secret sauce. Three, two, one. Say is what's for supper? I'm so sorry, mi amore. I missed you so much today. You're so beautiful. Come here. <laughs> so what's up for supper? Chopper suey, what do you think? Spaghetti, now shut up your face and call your kid. Okay. Yo, bambini, papa's home. Hello, papa. <laughs> Mama, Papa. Yeah. So, where's your lazy good-for-nothing brother Mario, huh? Hey. Yo, Bob, yo, Ma, what's it for supper, huh? Hey, what's the matter hey, with you? Hey. Got no manners? Show your mama some respect. Sit down so we can eat, huh? All right. Yes, yes, Mama. Manja, manja. Mama, spaghetti sauce? I just remembered I'm on a diet. Me too. Look, I'm sorry, Mama. No disrespect or nothing, but... Your spaghetti sauce? Well, it stinks, capis. Hey, what's <laughs> oh. oh. Hey, we're saved by the bell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my boys, uh, did you have a U.S. supper yet? Oh, would you uh, happen to have some of your world-famous delicious spaghetti sauce, huh? Are you kidding? I'm gonna never leave a homo without it. Oh. Dinner is a save. Uncle Screech. You really have to teach your sister, oh, my lovely wife, <laughs> to make this spectacular sauce, eh? I'm sorry, but no. The sauce you can have, but the secret, she's a mite. Screech's secret sauce is available at the max by calling 555. Mmm. <laughs> yep, I love this. Slater was awesome in this, this little commercial bit. I love his little ah, "Saved by the Bell" reference. That was great. But even more, I love his, like his reaction when he gets slapped in the back of the head over and over. 
So even though Slater, I was ripping on him in the early stages of the Bayside Buddy, Bayside Say by the Bell universe, as the seasons went on and he became more comedic and just, I just, he's, Slater's just great, man. Love his reaction, just getting slapped in the head. Hey, come on. It was great. Anyway, we then go to the Max where Zach and Slater are selling bottles of of Screech's sauce as Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse perform cheers in their cheerleader gear to help with the sales. Screech and Robin uh, arrive with... Wow, that that was weird. There was an episode earlier in the previous season where Screech... It was a dream dream sequence. We haven't seen any dream sequences in a while. It's been a long time. But anyway, there was a dream sequence in which Screech plays Robin Screech instead of Robin Leech. Now here we have Robin and Screech. And anyway, Screech and Robin arrive and a nerd runs up to Screech to get him to autograph a bottle of sauce but Robin quickly grabs the marker that Screech was about to sign the bottle with and shoots it down basically says dude stop pandering to these peasants and she and Screech sit in the booth Kelly stops by to take their order and Robin says that she wants the lobster thermidora (laughs) Kelly says they don't have lobster thermidora at the max (laughs) And Robin tells Kelly that they have it at the place next door. And she tells Screech to give Kelly the money to go get it. (laughs) Oh, this Robin character. Anyway, Screech gives Kelly $40. And he says that he'll have the lobster thermometer too. (laughs) And Screech then presents Robin with a new watch. And Robin says that, that that he shouldn't have. You shouldn't have Screech. And Screech replies that, well, that's not what you said yesterday. (laughs) And Robin asks Screech, what else he got her? And Screech says, nothing. And Robin then puts on a pouty face, which was great. And she says that she she can't wear this new watch without the matching necklace. (laughs) Kelly sees all this going on and she heads over to Zach and the rest of the group. And tells them that Robin is just using Screech for money. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Zach then tells Kelly that he'll have a talk with Screech about Robin later. And we, head, we then head back to Bayside. And Zach finds Screech and he wants to talk to him about to Robin. And Screech puts her over as the best thing that's ever happened to him. Even better than Violet. Come on, man. I mean, as much as I love Soleil Moon Fry, Violet character was a lot better for Screech. Come on, but I guess we're not supposed to remember Violet now. (sighs) That's one thing about uh, this the Saved by the Bell universe. They don't really uh, uh, go back and and remember previous things. They, They do it every now and then, but it's very, very sparse. But, like, Robin is just... Sorry, Violet is just a a non-memory at this point. Anyway, Belding appears as he's looking over a list of items from the science lab that he says he never had in the school budget. And he spots Zack and Screech and he greets them and he wants to buy a bottle of Screech's sauce, but Zack gives him one for free instead. Belding leaves and Zack tries to talk to Screech again about Robin, but they're interrupted by a lawyer for the Betsy Crocker Cooking Company. That's right, Betsy Crocker instead of Betty. And this lawyer tells them that the recipe for Screech's secret sauce is theirs. And they are to stop selling it immediately or they're going to be sued. The lawyer leaves and Zack asks Screech if it's true that it's actually a Betsy Crocker recipe. And Screech says that it is. And that's why it tastes so good, dummy. 
And Screech says that his grandmother was actually a lousy cook. <laughs> uh, we then go to commercial. After the break, the group are pissed that Screech never told them that he got the recipe for the sauce from a cookbook. And Screech arrives and uh, everyone bails on him, except for Zach. And I just want to say, as I segue real quick, it's not hard to make your own uh, uh, spaghetti sauce without looking in a cookbook. You all, all you really need is the basics, tomatoes, some tomato paste, and then you add your own seasonings and from there. You just test. I've done it, and I, the, the pasta sauce I've made in the past, excellent. Just awesome. Uh, in fact, I made it recently and filmed it, which uh, will be uploaded to CRLandGrapeJuice.com in the future. I've got like, th- uh, I think, uh, uh, 13 weeks worth of, worth of cooking videos uh, on standby. So, yeah, I'm a beast. Anyway, Screech isn't sweating it too much. That being that everybody's uh, not happy with him. As he says that at least he has Robin. And Zack then finally tells Screech that Robin is just using him for his money. But Screech doesn't buy it. Robin then walks by and says hi to Screech. And Screech follows after her. Guess what I've got? My necklace. Oh, Silver. I was sort of hoping for the gold one. Well, I'll exchange it right away. Oh, no, no, no. I still want this one. I just want the other one, too. I am worth it, aren't I? Well, of course you are, Robin, but... Are you saying that if I don't buy this necklace for you, you won't go out with me? Yes. (laughs) But that's only because I want to look beautiful for you. You deserve the best that money can buy. Well, that works for me. Look what I got Todd to buy me. That's nothing. I got a watch and a necklace, and he's more. Oh, wow. I have so much to learn from you. Darn, I forgot my Uncle Fester wallet. (laughs) And that dork Screech actually thinks I like him. I wonder what I'll make him buy me next. Uh, as I said, you know, those pretty, those pretty girls, it's so easy. To, it's so easy for them to turn guys like Screech into little butt kissers. So we then go back to the food lab where the gang are putting the remaining bottles of sauce into boxes. And Screech arrives and he tells the group that he found out about Robin, about how she was just using him. And Zach tells Screech that it wasn't a total loss because they made a bit of money at least. Belding then enters and he's not happy and he has a bill for for $1,500 worth of broken science equipment and he tells the group that he wants the money because he knows it was them he tells them that he wants the money by the end of tomorrow or they're all going to be suspended including Kelly and Lisa and Jesse even though they were well, rightfully so they were there, they were helping I mean, they should have known that that Zach didn't pay for those flasks. He stole them. So, yeah, suspend all of them, including Kelly. Anyway, they... Uh... Uh, yeah, where are we? Oh, yeah. Uh, Zach is now bummed, as now they've got no money. So all the money that they made has to go toward paying back to school. Zach asks Screech for the money from what they've made on the sauce, and Screech says that, uh... That he kind of spent some of the profit on uh, Robin. And uh, 
Zach asks, well, um, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, how much of the profit? And Screech says, well, you know, all of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Screech feels bad about everything. And, he, and Zach tells him that, wait a minute. Hey, just a sec. I might have thought of a way to get the money back and get even with Robin at the same time. And we then go back to the max where we join Screech and Robin on a date. By the way, did you get me that necklace? Uh, no, I'm sorry. This business is sucking the life out of me. I haven't had time to change my underwear in a week. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. I'm making more money than I know what to do with. Oh, you poor, poor baby. You know, I'm pretty good with money. I could help you figure out what to do with it. Oh, Robin, you're the best. That's why I want to spend all my time with you. And that's why I've decided to sell the business. Are you crazy? Oh, it's just too much for me. In fact, I'm meeting someone here who's interested in buying my recipe. <laughs> Screech, I'm Wolfgang von Schmidt. As I said on the phone, I'm prepared to offer you $500, huh? Screech, we need more sauce. We just got a hundred more orders. I'm sorry, but I've decided to sell the business to Herr Schmidt. Screech, you can. It's a gold mine. Yeah, and you won't have to worry about money for the rest of your life. Huh? My mind's made up. As long as I have Robin, I don't need money. Don't be so sure of that. <laughs> then you want to buy it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Screech, we're Well, you're going to have to beat 500 bucks. All right. 600, 700, 800, 900, 950, 1,000 dollars. Oh, what should I do? Don't sell it to that porn creep. I'll buy it. Oh, Robin, you're too pure and innocent. I couldn't put you through it. It's all right. Put me through it. I'll give you 1,200 dollars. 1,300, 1,400, uh, 2,000. Sold. Sold. <laughs> but I'm gonna have to ask for the money right now. No problema. Oh, it seems I only have 1800 in my checking account. I'll give you 1850 Wait a second. Take back your watch and necklace. That's... So, Screechy's secret sauce is yours. Here's the recipe. <laughs> Where are you going, my pet? I'm not your pet, you geek. I'm going to be rich and famous. Later, losers. <laughs> Let's hurry up and cash a check. Uh, I want to get my share right now. I have a date. With who? With Robin's friend, Chloe. <laughs> what? Oh, yes, there we go. It's, it's too bad that uh, Soleil Moon Fry couldn't have been a regular. Because, as I said, just... I love Soleil Moon Fry dating back to Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster was one of my shows as a kid. Love that show. And, ah, Soleil. Awesome. Great, great, great. But that was Screech's Secret Sauce, one of my all-time favorite episodes. Slater was awesome, getting smacked in the back of the head. But we now move on to Season 4, Episode 4, entitled The New Girl, which also aired on September 19th. 1992 and before we start we get the intro which is missing a couple of key characters 
And we start in the halls of Bayside as Lisa is putting up a sign for the upcoming fall ball. Zach arrives and he's not happy because somebody is parked in his parking spot and he's demanding to know who it is. And Slater asks Zach what kind of car is there parked in his spot and Zach says that it's not a car. It's a stinking motorcycle. And Screech arrives and he tells Zach that he saw the guy who parked in Zach's spot. He says that the guy was seven feet tall with big muscles and tattoos everywhere. And just then a girl arrives carrying a motorcycle helmet and she heads to a locker. Is that the big bad biker dude? Well, I swear, Zach, she was a guy outside. <laughs> Excuse me, but I think you've made a big mistake. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you parked your bike in my parking space. Was your name on it? Oh, let me explain something. I'm Zach Morris. Should I be impressed? <laughs> well, most people are. I'm not. Ooh, I don't uh, think she's moving, Zach. No way. Not that girl. I told you she was scary. Yeah? Well, we'll see who's scary. She'll be out of my space by lunchtime. Yeah, I don't know about the Tori character. I mean, you see, after she's introduced and she leaves, we see a shot of Zach, Screech, Lisa, and Slater. And that shot just it it's just very noticeable that uh something or a couple of somethings are, are missing. And yeah, it uh anyway. <sighs> and one of which was probably in Beverly Hills, while the other was probably performing as as a showgirl in Vegas at this time. But yeah. Very noticeable. I noticed it. We then join Zach in Belding's office where Zach is demanding Belding do something as he is parked in the same space for the last two years. Belding tells Zach there's nothing he can do because according to the Bayside Handbook, there is no assigned parking for students. Zach takes the handbook to look for a loophole when the Bayside Dance Committee arrives to meet with Belding and the group discuss what the theme should be for the upcoming fall ball. And then Tori arrives to give her schedule to Belding to look over and Zach is not happy to see her as the meeting continues Zach then gets up he tells Belding that article 5 in the handbook says in emergencies the principal can overrule any regulation and Belding tells Zach that him losing finger quote his parking spot is not an emergency he tells Zach to sit down but Tori has now taken Zach's seat and Zach tries to get the seat back, but Tori will not give it up. And Zach leaves, not very happy. Bellin then continues the meeting about the fall ball, and Tori suggests a fall harvest theme. And everybody agrees to go along with it. We then go to class about to begin, and Zach is asking a, a, a ditzy airhead girl out as Tori walks in, and she's listening in, and she's not impressed with Zach's choice o ladies. And Tori then realizes that Zach is quoting the song Pretty Woman by Roy Orbison to this girl, and she calls him out on it. And then the bell rings, and the teacher announces a project for the, for the class, which is to sell a product uh, to do in pairs of two. 
It's like an entrepreneurship type thing. I took entrepreneurship in high school. It was a good. I like that course. We start your own business. Uh, the business that I and my group had were was we. Well, we didn't really invent anything. We we took a, a regular uh, Hershey bar. We removed the wrapper and put a different wrapper on it, and it was we called it the Clubber Bar. Which was endorsed, which well, it was named after Mr. T's character in Rocky Three, <laughs> and that was when I was doing uh, temp work at the TV station I currently work at. So I, I actually edited a commercial for the Clubber Bar using scenes from Mr. T and Rocky Three. Basically said that if you have if you eat the Clubber Bar, you're going to be able to kick ass just like Mr. T. And uh, yeah, when we got our mark back for that thing, we got to. Uh, the teacher left a little note saying, you know, don't say ass in your commercial, please. Cause I actually did say ass. <laughs> I said, kick ass. And uh, the teacher didn't like it, but, but we still passed clubber bar. <laughs> uh, anyway, Zach tells Screech that he will be partners with him. And Screech turns him down and says that he's going to pair it with Slater instead. And Slater's happy to hear this. The teacher then asks if anybody has a, if everyone has a partner, and then we see that Zach and Tori do not. So the teacher pairs them up and we go to commercial. Seriously, the clubber bar. <laughs> there was another group, as I segue again real quick, there was another group in that uh, entre- entrepreneurship class. They actually, in I don't know if they, they thought of it themselves, but it was a really good thing that I think would be great today and I've never seen it anywhere, was a jar of peanut butter, but the jar had two lids one like on on either end because anybody who's had peanut butter knows that once you get to the bottom of it it could be real pain in the ass trying to get it out with a knife so there would be another end with another unscrewable lid at the bottom so you'd be able to get to the remainder of the peanut butter that way and everybody loved the idea and i'm surprised they didn't market it so we don't see that anywhere i mean i don't know that would totally work but yeah anyway so there you go everybody anybody wants to steal that idea there it is the the two-ended open-ended peanut butter jar (sighs) you probably do that for anything any spread like even mayonnaise i know after the break we join zach and tori at the max and tori is impressed by by the features that a little computer date book zach has that zach has the features on it zach isn't too impressed with it even though it's his and tori then makes fun of zach's choices in women and says that the date book uh that with the date book he won't get candy mess mixed up with bambi zach fires back and tells tori that if it was her date book it would be empty <laughs> Zach then suggests that they just split the duties since they can't seem to get along and Tori agrees. Zach leaves to do his research and we join Slater and Screech at a table working on their project. And this is when Lisa arrives at the Max for a meeting with the dance committee and she's being uh, a bit of a freaking bossiness here with everybody. She sees that Slater's uh, with Screech and she goes over and grabs Slater away from Screech so he can attend the meeting. Lisa... Can't you see I am working? Now. Sit. You call yourselves a dance committee? Mm -hmm. You couldn't organize my sock drawer. Lisa, what's wrong? Big Pete and I just spent two hours spray painting paper leaves. I I want real leaves and I want them hand painted. (sighs) 
called it, Mr. Refreshments. I distinctly remember saying, no beef jerky. But I like it. Lisa, take it easy. It's oh, but it's later. You know, my dance is going to be a hit despite this, this incompetent committee. Lisa, I... you are way out of line. I quit. We are out of here, babe. But... Bye. <laughs> One thing I'll say about the, the two missing persons, if you will, is that Lisa is getting more lines and more of a more cool little bits. I like the the that little dictatorship that we just heard there. So you know, you know, silver lining, I guess. But still, it's just it's just something doesn't seem right <laughs> with this episode. <sighs> Lisa then spots Tori. Speaking of something that doesn't seem right, anyway, huh, and she heads over to her. And Tori tells Lisa that if she's gonna help her. With this uh, dance committee decorations for the fall ball, Lisa needs to start treating people better, and Lisa agrees. And she tells Tori that she's her new best friend. And then she says that she's her only best friend. And I was like, yeah, it seems like a couple things are missing big time. (laughs) Ah, Really, it's... uh... But I went back and looked, actually, season four... Tori is in, I think I counted a total of eight episodes. So, she's not in the next seven episodes after this. She appears sporadically in the remainder of this season. And then the missing persons, if you will, keep returning and then they're gone. And they're returning and it's just... I don't know why they aired it this way. It's weird, but okay. Anyway, we then go back to Bayside... Where Screech and Slater are given their presentation, which consists of mirrored glasses and glasses with windshield wipers. And the windshield wipers glasses look ridiculous because they have this long, they have a long uh, wire attached to them, which is connected to the controller, which operates the windshield wiper things. So... I mean, it looks ridiculous, but it was still, it was the early 90s. We haven't really, we didn't really get into um, wireless back then. There was no wireless back then. So, technology. Anyway, it is then time for Zach and Tori to do their presentation, but Tori has not arrived yet, and Zach is stressed out. Where's your partner? She's not here. Oh. Well, then I guess you failed. Uh, I, I, I meant she's not here, but she's supposed to be not here. <laughs> it's part of our presentation. Okay. Begin when ready. Okay. <laughs> Zach, I'd like to see this before I retire. <laughs> uh... Our product is a computerized datebook. Our target audience is students and young executives ages 18 to 35. (laughs) And we plan on marketing it in electronic stores and department stores. (laughs) Plus, we would run extensive advertising campaigns on radio and television. Thank you, Zach. We get the point. Now, can we hear your ad campaign? Okay. 
Ad campaign. Ad campaign. Uh, for radio and television, right? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, imagine a man waiting for someone. Partner, perhaps. And their grade, I mean job, depends on it. But that partner isn't here. There. <laughs> Hi, sorry, I overslept. Your partner finally arrives. Now, if she had this computerized date book, she wouldn't have missed the whole presentation. Boy, does she feel guilty. Right, and I'll never make this mistake again. I'm getting one of these right away. <laughs> well done. <laughs> For a minute there, I really thought she was late. <laughs> Very benefits of product. You both get an A. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, go back and watch this scene. The little date book that Zach is presenting, I actually got that very same one for my 18th birthday in 1993. And, uh, I mean, I didn't get much use out of it because my social circle then and even now was not very big at all. But it was still a cool little gadget, cool little device. It had that feature where, where you could put phone numbers in it. And then if you wanted to call somebody... Via a payphone or whatever basic, you know, uh, phone back I me mean, for for any young kids listening to this today, the phones we had back then <laughs> uh, compared to today. But with this little device, it was one of those things where you want to phone somebody, you look up the phone number in your in the date book, and then you you put you put the the little the little device up against the uh, the 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 talky part of the phone receiver thing and then you push a button and then the the date book like sounds off the phone number like and then it actually would call so you wouldn't actually have to punch in the numbers on the on the on the phone itself the date book would do it for you by hearing the tones so i had one of these but i didn't get much use out of it at all at all and i might still have it somewhere in a box somewhere And we then go to class after t- uh, uh, to after class, and Tori wants to thank Zach, but Zach kind of brushes her off, and he's just happy that it's over. And Tori tells him that he that he saved her, and she's impressed, but Zach doesn't care, and he leaves. Lisa arrives and greets Tori and thanks her for staying up late with her the previous night to help with the dance decorations, thus explaining why Tori was late. Lisa asks how the presentation went, and Tori says that, it says that it went great thanks to Zach. And Lisa is surprised that she thought Tori didn't like Zach. And Tori says that she might have changed her mind. As we go to commercial, and things still don't look right. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and after the break, Tori joins Zach at the max, and she asks him how things are going between him and that bimbo Ginger. Zach says that Ginger's not a bimbo. She's just happy. <sighs> if you say so. <laughs> Tori tells Zach that he can do a lot better as she continues to rip on Ginger, which ticks Zach off as Tori is telling him that telling him what girls to go out with now. Zach then says that next uh, Tori will be telling him who to take to the dance. And Zach sarcastically says that he just may as well take Tori. <laughs> But he's going to need a motorcycle and a grease bath first. So they're ripping on each other. And Tori gets ticked off and tells Zach that she doesn't care who he takes to the dance. And 
Doesn't even care if he goes. And Zach says, fine. And Tori says, fine. And she storms out. And we then go to the Bayside Girls locker room where Tori joins Lisa and Tori is pissed. And she punches and kicks a locker and tells Lisa that she got in an argument with Zach the Jerk Morris. <sighs> Seriously, even this locker room looked very empty. <laughs> with, with just the two of them in there. I'm just saying. It, it's so noticeable. I, for me, it was so noticeable that two key components of the Saved by the Bell universe were missing. Just saying. Anyway, Lisa laughs and tells Tori that she's got a crush on Zach. Not Lisa yet, <laughs> but Tori does. <laughs> and Tori admits that she that she she has a she might have a small one, a small crush on Zach. And she tried to ask him to the dance, but he got ticked off when she, when when she ripped on Zach's choice of girls. And Lisa asks Tori if you know you didn't by chance make fun of them, did you? And Tori says, hell yeah, I did. They're freaking idiots. And Lisa tells Tori that she's not going to win a guy over by insulting him. And she tells her to feminize herself a little. She didn't actually say feminize. She basically told Tori to, you know, dump this friggin' motorcycle chick thing, man. Just saying. And Tori doesn't like the idea. And she says that that's not who she is. And Lisa says that, you know, she's not asking Tori to be a, be a bimbo. Just... But to just soften her image. And Tori says that she'll think about it. And we then go to a fall ball going on. And Slater commends Lisa on the decor. Lisa thanks him and apologizes for being a tyrant. And Slater forgives her. We then see Zach hanging out with his airhead. <laughs> and Zach tries to engage her in conversation. But she just has one word replies. She's, you know, he, he says something. And, sh and his ginger says, yep. Zach says another thing and she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Zach then excuses himself to go get some punch when Tori arrives and she's all dressed up. Uh, all right. It's a little too much. Anyway, Lisa spots Tori and compliments her on softening her image, which just it didn't look right at all. But this whole episode didn't look right. Just saying. Screech pops in and asks Lisa to introduce him to her new friend. And Tori tells Screech that it's her, Tori. And Screech says, hey, there's another girl named Tori that looks just like you. And Tori tells Screech to introduce her to her. And Screech heads off to find Tori. <laughs> Lisa then notices Zack at the punch bowl and encourages Tori to go over to him, which she does. And upon doing so, she almost stumbles in her heels which uh, that always freaks me out, man. I don't know. I don't know how you ladies can do that. Ugh, it, it, but I mean, I, I, that must take some skill to walk in heels. But it's just so cringy seeing like what looks like damn near an ankle break. Oh, ow. Anyway, <sighs> creepy. <sighs> so Zach is surprised at Tori's softer look. As Lisa called it earlier. And he makes a crack about it. Saying that he thought that dressing up for Tori meant polishing her boots. Tori does a little fake laugh. At the little crack. And asks Zach how the punch is. And, he's, and she says that she's thirsty. And Zach says that the punch is good. And he says, you know, cups are right there. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> uh, 
Tori then compliments Zach on his shirt and she asks him if he made it. <laughs> and Zach says, uh, no, I got it at a shirt store. <laughs> As this awkward conversation continues. And then a slow song starts to play and Tori says that she loves this song and she likes dancing to it. And Zach says that he does too. Yeah. And then Zach, Zach's date pops in and asks, asks him to dance and he does. And his date starts like grooving. Like as if, as if there's a Michael Jackson upbeat song playing. Despite it being a slow song. <laughs> and Zach, he's... <sighs> she's looking like a dumbass. And she's embarrassing herself and Zach. Who's trying to like tell her... Uh, uh, moron, it's a slow song. <laughs> Tori sees this. She gets angry and she takes off her heels and she leaves. So at least there's going to be no more cringeworthy near broken ankles. Lisa then cuts in on Zach's dance and tells him to dance with Tori. But Zach doesn't want to because she almost made him fail the presentation. And Lisa tells Zach that Tori was late because she was helping Lisa with the dance decorations. And upon hearing this, Zach feels bad and he heads off to find Tori. What are you doing out here? What's it to you? Look, Tori. Lisa told me why you were late for our presentation. I'm just sorry I never gave you a chance to explain. Apology accepted. See you later. Have a nice day. Hold on a minute. Lisa also made me realize what a jerk I've been. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sorry. Just forget about it. All right. What do you say we start all over? Brand new. I'd like that. I'm Zach Morris. <laughs> Just a minute. <laughs> Much better. Hi, I'm Tori Scott. <laughs> nice to meet you. Welcome to Bayside, pal. Pal? <laughs> Great. And we get the credits. <laughs> yeah, Tori, I mean, maybe we have to see more of her. But right now, she just doesn't work for me. But as I said, it's only it's her first episode. But it really did feel bare bones and naked. And something was missing with just two main characters just suddenly not there. It was just... It was, it, it was weird. So, but yeah, anyway, that was Saved by the Bell season four, episode four, the new girl. Join us next time on Bayside, buddy, where we're going to be, ch ooh, a good one's coming up. One that I've been waiting for since the beginning of Bayside, buddy. We're going to be checking out season four, episodes five and six, entitled The Bayside Triangle. Yep, Zach. Zach, oh my god, but yeah, Zach, 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 and Lisa. 
And the other other, the other episode is called The Teen Light. <laughs> oh, the Bayside Triangle. That episode. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Anyway, that's what's coming up next time on Bayside Buddies. Serialandgrapejuice.com. At I am Nairby on Twitter and Instagram. Nairbydo on Twitch. Follow me there to watch me play video games. I'm currently, as of recording time... I started a second playthrough of Middle-Earth Shadow of War, a game so freaking good based on the Lord of the Rings lore that I platinumed the game on PlayStation 4. So you want to watch an expert at work slaying orcs and more? Check out me on Twitch, Nairbydo. And uh, join me next time as, uh, as I said, she's not in all episodes, remaining episodes, but we haven't seen the last of Tori. Maybe she'll grow on me. It's been a while since I've watched all these episodes, so we'll see. We'll see you next time.